Unlock the secrets of the UK housing market with The Home Buyer's Handbook, the ultimate podcast to navigating the world of buying and selling your next home. Join your hosts, Alice and Molly, as they reveal the secrets, tips, and tricks to finding your dream home and the ever-evolving landscape of the UK housing market. Whether you're a first-time buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the latest trends in architecture or interior design, their podcast promises to be your go-to home buyer's resource. Alice and Molly leave no stone unturned in their pursuit of providing you with the knowledge you need to secure your dream home. Tune in as they cover hot topics such as understanding the intricacies of developer incentives to exploring the hottest up-and-coming neighborhoods. Whether you're seeking inspiration, reassurance, or practical advice, the Homebuyer's Handbook is the key to unlocking the door to your dream home. A link will be provided in this episode's description, so check it out. ClallumCounty.com? I, I don't know how to say that. Exploded Toilet closes Erickson Playfield restrooms. You heard that right. Exploded Toilet. <laughs> Port Angeles. Angeles. Angeles? <laughs> Somebody threw an explosive into one of the toilets at Erickson Playfield Wednesday and destroyed it, so the bathrooms are closed for repair. Just letting you know. That's only one of what city officials are calling a rash of vandalism in public restrooms just since school got out. Parks and Rec Director Corey Tukelia said he had city workers in the same bathroom doing maintenance just minutes before the explosion. Where is this place? I, I don't know where this place is. So, yeah, this is happening in some place in America somewhere called uh, Port Angeles. What? I gotta look this up. Where the hell's Port Angeles? Port Angeles. That is, uh, oh, it's in Washington. It's in Washington. Yes. Oh, okay, Clallam County, Washington. Well, there you go. We learned something today. Yeah. Portable toilets will be used in this park until repairs can be made. Coincidentally, they were going to close the bathrooms for remodeling over the holiday weekend anyway, while the Lincoln Park BMX folks do some repairs on the pump track, but that doesn't excuse what has become an expensive annual issue around the 4th of July. And um, hazmat team has been deployed. So, I'm willing to bet that the toilet had some contents in it before the bombing. Anyway, welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Spotify. <laughs> so stupid. Prevail Guitar Works and Distro Kid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based. Like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. This is uh, WGME.com. Not that anybody gives a shit. Why do I even say that? I, I, yeah, it just feels right. just feels professional. <laughs> A porter woman was treated for bite wounds after p punching a bear. Jeez. A woman was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just punched a fucking bear for no reason. It's like, fuck you, bear. 
A woman was transported to the hopsicle after being bit by a black bear in Porter on Friday. Mark Lottie, Lottie, spokesperson for the Maine Department of Inland Fishers and Wildlife, Fisheries and Wildlife, sorry, I don't want the Maine people coming after me. It says it happened just before noon Friday in the 64-year-old woman's backyard when she was working in her garden. 64? Damn. Wow. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> it's like, she's like the Chuck Norris of gardeners. Lottie says her dog started barking and took off into the woods. She went to investigate, but when she heard her dog yelp, she saw the dog running out of the woods being chased by a fucking bear. According to the press release, the woman then confronted the bear head on and faced the bear as it stood up. It stood up? You got some fucking brass balls. or You're crazy, either one, maybe both. She punched the bear in the nose and was bitten on the right hand in the process. The bear let go of her wrist and ran back into the woods, <laughs> leaving her dog and her completely unharmed except for the hand meat. The woman called 911 and was transported to the hospital for puncture wounds on her wrist. The event of the extent, I mean, <laughs> of the injuries is not clear as of now. But Lottie says that the woman is alert, conscious, and a complete fucking badass. Wow, that's crazy. Don't fuck with her garden. <laughs> that's awesome. This is also from WGME. Man, you guys are having all kinds of shit happening in that area, aren't you? Maine people's going crazy. A grenade was found in the film of Goodwill donation bin. Yes, a grenade. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's like explosive week. Employees at the Falmouth Goodwill found a grenade in their donation bin on Wednesday. Wow. Police determined it was not active, but it did cause a collective pants shitting. I added that part. All they said was it caused a scare. I decided to make it a bit more colorful. Goodwill employees say they do have protocol for this type of donation. They immediately evacuated the store and called the Falmouth Police Department. Officers brought in the bomb squad, who determined this was an inert grenade, which is, that's a cool name for a band, inert grenade. I like that. Which is often used as a military training tool, does not contain any explosives. But, better safe than sorry, you know? Sometimes you can't punch the bear. Sometimes, gotta err on the side of caution. Police did take the grenade off-site and said it would be safely destroyed. And believe it or not, <laughs> it's going to blow your fucking mind. This is not the first time a grenade has been donated to a Goodwill. <laughs> Surprisingly. There are two, yes, two other incidents across the country of grenade don donations just this year. <laughs> Goodwill's communication manager says the store was only evacuated for about 15 minutes, but asked customers to be cautious about what they're donating. No fucking shit. It's Maine. You have antique items in your homes. You right? Barnes might still want to donate. You know what I mean? Just give it an extra glance before you do, because it can get really scary for your employees to find a literal bomb in their donations. But for you shoppers out there, the store is back open. Employees want to remind customers that Goodwill, because they have to say this in this day and age, they have to say this to grown people. Uh, they want to put a statement out there. And it behooves me to spread this. Goodwill does not accept any weapons, chemicals, or aerosol products, or weapons of mass destruction. Yes, they had to say that. A full list of what can be donated can be found on their website. See? <laughs> so helpful today. We're very helpful. Consider that fucking PSA. 
This is <laughs> fuck a grenade. There's two more, two more grenade donations just this year. The fuck, Maine? What do you guys do? Is there some kind of be like Florida competition going on or something? Because you guys, <laughs> well, you still got some work to do because nobody was naked. Yeah, nobody was naked or high on bath salts. So you still got some work to do. Or, you know, both. You know what I mean. Florida. I'm looking at a mugshot of a real 19-year-old Gen Z fucking winner. Minnesota man is jailed following Skittles assault from the smokinggun.com. Yes. A Minnesota man is behind bars following an unprovoked Skittles attack on restaurant patrons and employees, police say. This looks like a kid who would fucking attack somebody with Skittles. There's uh, the engine's running, but there's nobody behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Investigators say that Tristan Stay, 19, walked into a Mankato eatery Friday afternoon, began throwing Skittles at employees and customers. Woman identified as victim one in a court filing told police she was hit in the back with a Skittle, which caused a stinging pain. Oh, come on, you fucking pussy. He, <laughs> you don't need to pull that Gloria Allred shit, okay? It's a Skittle. <laughs> it's not going to cause chronic fucking pain. He didn't launch it out of a batarang. Okay. Fucking stupid people. Upon arriving at... But, you know, maybe that's one of these chicks that goes around and, you know, finds herself in these situations, gets hurt, and sues people. I don't know. Does that really work? Really? Cool. <laughs> Upon arriving at the restaurant, a cop noticed Skittles all over the ground and a bag of Skittles near the garbage. The suspect, victim one, told police had a heart-shaped tattoo under his eye. Another tattoo on the side of his face. I don't know what the fuck that is. And then there's an upside-down cross under his other eye. <clears throat> wow. This kid looks like he just got shat out of a fucking womb. He's got these shitty tattoos on his face. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Real good job there, buddy. Yeah, you're contributing to society already. Good job. Based on the description provided by the woman, police knew the male to be Tristan Steyutina. <laughs> He's been arrested twice by the same police department in recent months. Wow, real fucking winner, like I said. After locating Steyutina at a nearby business, the teen allegedly pulled away and attempted to break free from the officers as they were trying to place him in handcuffages. He tried to trip one cop. Uh, there you go. That's another assault charge, you dumbass. Was eventually subdued by three officers, according to a probable cause statement. And you also have freeing from the police, too. Well, you're just racking it up all in one day, aren't you? You're a young kid. Shouldn't you be out there, like, playing fucking you know, Fortnite or some shit? You know what I mean? Pizza Tower isn't going to play itself. Do something constructive with your fucking life. Throwing Skittles at people? What are you, fucking stupid? Dumbass. He was charged with misdemeanor assault for the alleged Skittles attack. He's also facing misdemeanor disorderly contact, resist, uh, resisting police. See, I told you. He was arrested in May for possession of LSD. Holy shit. 27.92 grams of marijuana wax. While the probable cause document lists as no permanent address for him in the area. A previous court filing indicated that he resided in an apartment in Albert Lee, a city about 10 miles north of the Iowa border. Wow. Taste the fucking rainbow. Hear the rainbow. Feel the rainbow. There you go, Skittles. I got something for you. Should have done this in California. <laughs> Plus stolen hundreds of dollars of merchandise as nothing would have happened to him. Right? More like Florida or Texas. What an idiot. <laughs> God. 
Is that tattoo of Florida? It looks like Florida. Living his best fucking life. Pretty sure he has no regerts of that fucking tattoo. What is wrong with this kid? Looks like Frankie Muniz like went on a bender. He's young. He's young. Uh, ridiculous. Throwing fucking Skittles at people. Ah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I want to say a certain word so bad. But I grew up in the 80s, 90s. We had certain words for you that aren't, aren't considered very nice today. Uh, there's some things I wish I could still say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with some of it. You know, the, no, the, like, the way that we've spoken has changed a little bit. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. This word I want to call this fucking douchebag. Uh, I'm resisting the urge big time. And then just getting in trouble and dealing with that later. Anyway, this is from BoardBat.com. An Arizona woman sends man, get this, 159,000 texts. Wow, does she know my mom? Breaks into his home after a single date. Wow. <laughs> Obsess much? An Arizona woman who allegedly sent 159,000. I don't even think I've sent that many in my lifetime. That's crazy. To a man and broke into his home after they went on one date, one single date. A jury will find her in this. Oh my God, she's fucking hot. Yeah, she's crazy, but damn. Are you sure you don't want to give her a shot? <laughs> Jacqueline Ades was found mentally incompetent to stand trial in March, but she wants a jury to hear her case, believing they will even order her to what? She wants a jury to hear her case, believing they will even order her to marry the guy. They're going to say, you're not guilty, and on top of it, we, like, demand you to get married. Oh, okay, so she's that kind of crazy. <laughs> you get into a relationship, you're going to deal with a little bit of crazy. But uh, uh, despite the chassis on this broad, uh, I, may, I may, might have to take back what I said. <laughs> I'll tell you why. She's been behind bars at the Maricopa County Estrella Jail since May of 2018 after she allegedly stalked and harassed the guy for 10 months solid. She sent him threatening text messages, including one that read, I'd make sushi out of your kidneys and chopsticks out of your hand bones. I'm not shitting you. Another one says, oh, what I would do with your blood. I want to bathe in it. Ugh, damn. Wouldn't mind having a bath with this one, but not that way. That's not that's not a fun bath time. AIDS and the man, who has only been identified as the CEO of a company that sells skincare and spa products, met on a dating site. <laughs> this girl's really fucking cute, though. <laughs> She's been behind bars. <laughs> she stalked and harassed the guy. Ten months. That's insane. Oh, man. Oh, she's good looking, though. This is a deal breaker, though. As soon as she starts talking about kidneys and shit, I don't care how good looking she is. Deal breaker. She was found mentally incompetent. Oh, my God. They chatted on the site for, you know, just a few days. Went on one date. Yeah. The man told Ace he did not want to see her again <laughs> after one date. Good for you. <laughs> he figured it out pretty quick. Smart guy. Yeah, she allegedly began texting him incessantly, sometimes up to 500 times a day. In July of 2017, she parked outside of his fucking house. April 2018, the man, who was out of the country, called police and said surveillance video showed that she was inside his house. She went in and took a bath. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's like fatal attraction kind of shit. Ooh, she's going to Glenn Close's ass. You better deal with this 
When officers asked why, I hope you don't have a pet rabbit. When officers asked why she was there, she started referring to scientific equations. Oh boy. I guess I made up a whole scenario in my head where I live here, so I come here and pretend that's what was happening. Shit. Remember we talked about that lady? That 31-year-old stalked a man after one date and sent him like 65,000 texts and then it turned out that she was fucking batshit. Gotta be careful with these dating sites. Oh, there's another picture of her. God damn it. Damn it. Why does that body have to be attached to such a nutbag? <laughs> That's tragic. <laughs> it is. It makes me sad. This is from Yahoo News. Yahoo! Tourists fight off kangaroo trying to get frisky with a woman. Like, really? Or are they just being cheeky here? The unsuspecting dad wasn't planning to square up with a kangaroo. <laughs> Good idea. When visiting Australia. I know it's kind of cute when you say kangaroos and people do the boxages, but a kangaroo will fucking kill you. An American man visiting his daughter down under probably wasn't planning on attending fighting Australian wildlife to his itinerary. Uh, well, <laughs> you never know. Or going viral for it. While attending a wildlife park in Perth with his family, the U.S. resident can be seen shielding another visitor from the kangaroo and gently saying, that's enough, like the kangaroo knows what you're fucking saying. But I get it. In the heat of the moment... You do forget that animals do not speak English. That is before the animal decides to get on his hind legs and be like, let's go, bitch. My dad was trying to make sure the kangaroo stopped getting frisky with that lady. Uh, was it really getting frisky? Because that's why I clicked on this shit. <laughs> and anyway, uh, I don't care how many followers it has. The roo can be seen grabbing the dad's arm before kicking him. And oh, God, that looks like it hurts. I'm watching it right now. Captivating standoff goes on for two solid minutes, during which the man keeps backing off while holding an admonishing finger at the roo. <laughs> the motherfucker's gonna bite that son of a bitch right off. In parent-like fashion while the marsupial keeps trying to turn him into Swiss fucking cheese. A teenager, possibly the man's son, even tries to come to his rescue only to become a target himself. In the end, it's a staff member who breaks up the shit, simply coming up to the roo and saying, Naughty boy and bopping it on the nose. And the roo's like, Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> the workers came over with food. One of them bopped the kangaroo on the nose and said, naughty boy. And it was like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's all I had to do, apparently. <laughs> the roo woke up and chose violence. At least no one was hurt. Your dad have an awesome story when he goes home. He fought Australian wildlife and won. The kangaroo has the same tenacity of any Australian after a few beers, I guess. This is great, man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what to do if a kangaroo attacks you? I don't know. They have large toenails, claws. When they kick with powerful legs, they can do a lot of damage. <sighs> I don't know. Then it takes up that stance when it's ready to kick your ass. But seriously, though, because I do have listeners in Australia. Back away. Just start, turn your back. You do not want the animal in your sight or being able to hit vital organs. Seriously, don't look in their eyes. That's threatening for a lot of mammals. And I'm not fucking around. This is what you do. Make yourself small. It's not a gorilla. Having your hands in front of your vital areas at the front, when the opportunity presents, put a barrier between you and kangaroo, which the man could have done, actually, by stepping over the rail where the fucking cockatoos were. Go hang out with the cockatoos. They're not like, uh, they're not marsupials. They're not like... What, what, what was it? Kangaroo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're not like kangaroos. Cockatoos are decent people. 
They just sit around and do cockatoo shit. Kangaroo? No, he's like, come on, let's go. You don't need to prove a point or win a battle with kangaroo. You just want to de-escalate, okay? When battling kangaroo, let's remember that word. Australians, the word of the day is de-escalate. <laughs> but apparently it was... Uh, yeah. It was trying to get a little cheeky with the lady. You know, trying to get a little, uh, little Weinstein on it. You know what I mean? It was. I didn't know kangaroo did that. I know dolphins do that. They can be sexually attracted to human females. But, uh, yeah, it looks like this kangaroo was. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you could box like Mike Tyson, you got to just try with what you can. But, I mean, still, it was easily swayed by food and a bop on the nose. I get it. That's how I'm disciplined at work. And from the ironic but not really all that funny file... This is from Vice. The man who opened a store selling heroin and cocaine has, you guessed it, died from a fucking overdose. Yeah, Jerry Martin, 51, opened a store in Vancouver because he wanted to give people access to clean drugs and challenge Canadian drug laws. Well, guess what? He died of a damn overdose. Idiot. He openly tested heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, MDMA. Yeah, died of an overdose. Totally saw this coming. Can't believe it. He was just hospitalized. I read this report. He, I almost read about this last week. He was hospitalized due to a suspected fentanyl overdose. He was 51 years old. 51 and you're still doing that shit? Oh, my God. Uh. He survived the overdose initially, actually. I was, I, I was seriously going to read about this last week. This is one of the articles that didn't quite make the cut. He remained unresponsive in the hospital. His family eventually decided to take him off life support. He was on fucking life support. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. No, I mean, what is wrong with... I, I just got to say that. I don't want to... I don't like speaking ill of the dead. But what the fuck is wrong with you? You open up a store where you sell that kind of shit? You're just asking for fucking trouble. You're not challenging any laws. You're not a hero to the common folk. That's just fucked up. He had his own trauma. He relapsed. Yeah, I get that. But goddamn, man. I mean, was this... I gotta find out more about this store. He opened the drugs store. That's fucking creative. Only so, <laughs> openly selling drugs that have been tested to ensure they did not contain fentanyl or other harmful adulterants. He was arrested within 24 hours of opening the damn thing. Good. Canada's going through an overdose fucking crisis right now, and this asshole making it worse. I mean, it sucks that the guy died and everything. That's really unfortunate. It is. But this guy had a fucking problem. I just, oh, it's terrible. I wish he could have gotten the help that uh, he very clearly needed. Opening a store like that, you don't think that's a red flag? I, uh, but I get it, family. I do. I get it. People, you, you can only help people who are at that point where they just say, I'm fucking done. You know, he clearly wasn't at that point. Cost him his life. Don't do drugs, kids. It's from uh, WSBT.com. A woman was arrested during him in a... <laughs> I couldn't even read the article. I couldn't even read the, head, the header, man. Listen to this. <laughs> I can't even fucking get through it. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Woman was arrested during employment meeting with the sheriff's department. Do you want to know why? Okay. Okay. DUI. <laughs> yes. A woman was arrested for driving under the influence during an employment meeting with the fucking sheriff's department. <laughs> Talk about stupid. 
According to the sheriff's department, Nicole, wow, that's a last name. Ooh, can we, okay, let's actually try for once. Okay. Sneadecky? Sneadecky. Sneed? Nicole Sneadecky. I can't say it, man. S-N-I-A-D-E-C-K-I? Sneadecky. There's not even a word that sounds like that, so I can't come up with anything else. Nicole Snood, let's just call her Snood. Nicole Snood, 39, of Plymouth, came in just before 9 a.m. for a scheduled meeting related to her inquiry into employment with the department. While speaking with Snood, Captain Jeff Snyder observed slurred speech along with an alcohol smell on her breath. Wow. <laughs> I'm amazed she even got her resume through the fucking door. Having been this much of a fucking animal, she admitted to driving to the sheriff's office and consuming alcohol on the way there. They gave her a breathalyzer, 0.158. That's like twice the legal fucking limit in that area. She was taken to the Marshall County Jail for operating a vehicle while intoxicated and given a cash bond of $1,500. Wow, when she comes to after that shit, boy, is she going to be surprised. She's probably going to think it's still a part of the employment ex- <laughs> the employment exam. She's like, wow, man, look at this. When she comes to, you know, she's going to be like, God, they really go into fucking detail here. They go into dev. They just wanted to make sure that I really know about the job. They put me in a jail cell for Hey, could you let me out of here? Huh? DUI. <laughs> I don't remember that, man. I need a drink. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, I just don't get it. How stupid can you be? You're getting a job with the sheriff's department. And you have that big of a fucking problem to where you're drinking on the way there. You got alcohol on your breath and shit. You can't control yourself just for one day. That's fucked. This is from 6abc.com. Philadelphia Towing Company is charged in a multi-million dollar catalytic converter theft ring. Whoa. Really? (laughs) Damn. Doylestown, Pennsylvania. This is wild. The Bucks County District Attorney's Office announced charges Tuesday against 11 people. 11. They worked for a towing company in a multi-million dollar catalytic converter theft ring. Man, talk about a breach of fucking work etiquette there. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, don't you guys have somewhat of a code, you know? You're you tow. You're the tow place. You're stealing catalytic converters? Damn. I know you're not fucking you know, the Marines or anything, but shit, you know, shouldn't you have some kind of a fucking code here? That's crazy. Some kind of moral standing. Hey, let's not steal parts off the cars that we're towing. Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weinstraub says, what's up with these fucking names today? I should say what's up with me because I can't pronounce things properly. Says TDI towing in Philadelphia's Port Richmond section. Bought $8.2 million worth of catalytic converters over three years. Holy shit. Detectives combed through 5,000 hours of surveillance and conducted undercover operations. One surveillance video shows a person inside of TDI towing in Port Richmond, pulling a catalytic converter out of a car and cooling it off. (laughs) And I'm watching it. Not a care in the world. Just being his best self. Not a care in the fucking world. Takes off the catalytic converter. Looks like he's going to dust it off. Have himself a pot of coffee. Watch the Godfather trilogy. Take a nap. Go sell it. Just no fucks given. The cops say... They're not... The cops aren't fucking around, by the way. (laughs) They're not, man. They issued a statement. Our goal? 
And I'm quoting this, by the way. Our goal to put <laughs> creeps like this out of business forever. I want a corporate debt sentence. Damn. They added this the first time in his tenure. You know, the wine of guy that he's charged an entire corporation. We're talking 11 people. 27 law enforcement agencies across the entire Delaware Valley were involved in this shit. I mean, this was a big sting. Criminals don't care about borders, right? This is a big one. And crossing jurisdictional lines and shit. I mean, that had to have been difficult. Wow. TDI towing. So, uh, yeah. If you ever went to TDI towing at any point in the past and your car is acting a little bit wiggly wiggly, maybe you should take it into the Shopperino just to see that things are working and it has all its parts. Six employees, many of whom are related to Williams, also charged. Michael Bruce, Eric Simpson, Kevin Schwartz, Patrick Hopkins, Lisa DeVellos, and a juvenile. Investigators say the suspects bought the converters. They were bought, brought to TDI towing at all hours of the night. Yeah, because, you know, when you're wearing a theft ring, <laughs> you can't pay attention to hours. You got to do that shit 24-7. It's, <laughs> it's fucked up. A towing company. You know how much they bought? An average of 175 converters a week. We're talking about $300 each because, you know, they have precious metals in them. Rhodium, platinum, Palladium, I believe. The value of these metals increased dramatically during the pandemic because of the supply chain shit. This is crazy. That's crazy. You could times that by a crooked number. You can see how many Philadelphia has been suffering because of this. It's a good day. I mean, they've had a lot of catalytic converters stolen. It's a thing over there. That is crazy. So anybody who has been to TDI... <laughs> Anytime, I mean talking anytime, you are encouraged to contact the Bucks County Detective's Office at 215-348-6354 or visit the District Attorney's Office website at bucksda.org if your catalytic converter was stolen or if your vehicle even had the slightest amount of fuckery after visiting that towing place because you may be entitled to something. I just don't know what yet because the police did not say what it is. Thanks, police. Drop the ball there. Trying to help you out here. Did you hear about this? I'm reading this from Sky News, but it's been everywhere. Did you know that every person as of right now in South Korea suddenly just became a year younger? <laughs> Everybody's dream, right? Everybody in South Korea just got a year minus off what they were before. They had a law. It's one of the two traditional methods. Well, people are deemed to be a year old at birth, right? Taking into account time spent in the womb. That makes sense. It's logical. But they got rid of that law. So in some cases, there are some people out there in South Korea that became almost two years younger. It follows new laws requiring the use of the internationally recognized way of counting age taking effect on Wednesday. Well... I'm recording this on Sunday, because so guess what? It replaces one of the country's two traditional methods where people are deemed to be a year old at birth, taking into account womb time. The Korean age system also sees people aging up uh, by a year, January 1st, every year, instead of their actual birth date. You can see how this could become a problem. So this means somebody born on New Year's Eve would turn two years old on New Year's Day. <laughs> so yeah, they got rid of that. It's, uh, it's, uh, that must be great. Even people in South Korea are saying that it's awesome. It's not like America, where even things in your favor, you get butt hurt just because it wasn't your fucking idea. 
<laughs> that's like a pastime in America these days. People in Korea are digging this shit. I mean, who wouldn't really? I can't speak for an America because our country's fucking stupid. But people in Korea are digging this shit. They're like, "Hey, I woke up a year younger today." And some people, you know, up, you know, are saying, "I woke up two years younger today." Who doesn't like that? Go Korea. Is <laughs> from the Guardian. Oh, hello, Guardian. It's been a while. Uh, you want to know why Louis Vuitton is so expensive? Well, it has nothing to do with the size. Why? Louis? It's for the for the name, by the way. But if you're wondering, you know, everybody's wondered it. What if I took one of these uber expensive fucking handbags, one of these crazy expensive handbags, you know, the luxury items, and shrunk it down to the size of a fucking like, you know, head of a pin? Would it still be expensive? Well, Louis Vuitton just answered that question for you. Microscopic bag sells for more than $60,000. This was actually created for Pharrell Williams. <laughs> I'm not joking. This bag was created for Pharrell Williams because he loves big hats. So they made him an incredibly small bag. This thing, that's amazing. It's microscopic. Wow. Wow. They need a hell of a camera to even take a picture of it. If you're any, wow, if you're even mildly interested in luxury handbags, you've probably heard of the, you know, Chanel classic, the flat bag, right? The Birkin. Not that I know anything about handbags. I, okay, I used to date someone who was into that shit, okay? But perhaps <laughs> makes me sound like I like them. <laughs> it's not called a man purse. It's a satchel. Indiana Jones had one. But you've perhaps not heard of the microscopic handbag, huh? This is less than 0.03 inches wide. Yes. <laughs> it's so small that the human eye can hardly see it when it's atop a fingertip. Yet, it sold for more than 60 grand at an auction this week. Water. Mmm. Uh, neon green, complete with Louis Vuitton logo and everything made via a 3D printer using two photon polymerization printing methods. The bag, which is modeled after Louis Vuitton's famed on-the-go tote, viewable through a microscope on closer inspection. I can't believe I'm reading this. Like, sometimes, do you ever think, like, do you ever think that for me? Like, uh, th seriously, I think this to myself all the time. This is what my life has devolved into. Like, I'm sitting here, <laughs> and I'm making money doing this, by the way. Less than 10% of podcasters, less than 10% make any kind of monetary gain from their show. I'm extremely fortunate because not only do I make a monetary return from the show, we're damn near at the point where none of us have to even fucking work, period. So, yeah, I'm not complaining. Very, very fortunate. But sometimes I do kind of sit back and be like, this is my life now. I get paid to talk about this stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I did not know I was going to be talking about microscopic handbags for Pharrell Williams selling for 60 grand. <sighs> Rod Serling couldn't come up with this shit. <laughs> it, this is nuts. $60,000. So yeah, in case you're wondering, if you want a Louis Vuitton handbag, size does not matter in the slightest. Just because there's a small one, you're still going to pay out the ass for it. <laughs> that's fucking, that's so, it's cool looking. I mean, it's a microscopic handbag. How cool is that? You can't put shit in there, though. When you got a couple spare photons laying around, maybe put it in there. Passenger sticks out 18-hour delay. This is from WSOC-TV, but it's been everywhere. Passenger sticks out an 18-hour delay, but guess what he got to do? He had the whole plane to himself. <laughs> How awesome is that? What would you do? 
if you were the only passenger on a commercial airplane. Philip Stringer, realtor from Greensboro area who flew into Charlotte early Monday morning. Get this. He booked a flight from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I had talked about this earlier, but I had no idea it was this epic. We know more about it now. 17 hours and 52 minutes this cat waited. By the point, every other passenger either booked another flight or gave up. But not this guy. This fucking guy stuck it out like a champ. And guess what? He had the whole fucking plane to himself. They moved him to first class. And he got to party with the crew. <laughs> they did. They threw a little party on the plane for him. That's awesome. And he had it has his own. It's like he had his own personal crew. That's fucking great. And everybody on the crew looks so happy, so chill, because they don't have to deal with 80 people on a fucking sardine can dealing with their depressed couch farts, stupid demands and bad breath and shit. They have one dude who seems like the coolest, like just one of those dudes, like one of the dudes, you know, just kind of very bro, <laughs> really chill, cool guy. The crew looks absolutely ecstatic. Waited out an 18-hour delay. That is so fucking awesome. <laughs> Ended up being the only dude on the plane. And this crew, they must have a really difficult job dealing with these fucking assholes in this fucking country. They look like the happiest people in the world. <laughs> this crew, they do. They look so fucking happy. They're just like, yay, I don't have to deal with a plane full of assholes today. Just one guy, and he just looks like the sweetest person in the world. I, I want to go find this guy and just kiss him. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Moved him to first, pla first class, got the party with the crew. That's awesome. Once in a lifetime thing. But, but probably never happened in the history of the universe again. Who's going to sit there and wait 18 hours? I don't know. Oh, wow. That guy stuck it out, though, man. He did it. Didn't book a flight, nothing. And he looks like that kind of guy, too. He's just like, well, you know, that's just like, your opinion, man. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait it out, dude. Because, you know, I know life is short, man. But you know what? I'm all about the experience, dude. I'm all about the experience, bro. You know what I mean? Well, I was like, yeah. <laughs> he looks like that kind of guy. <laughs> That's how people act where I grew up. I grew up in Southern California. Everybody's like that. Really chill. This is from Jerusalem Post. Shocking discovery. Man tests positive on a pregnancy test. What? How did that happen? A 42-year-old man's severe abdominal pain leads to a surprising positive pregnancy test, a shocking diagnosis, and many, 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 many questions. What? How is that possible? Does he have some kind of weird medical condition? 42-year-old Jordanian man sought medical attention, suffering excruciating abdominal painages. After ongoing tests, it was revealed that he tested positive for being pregnant, leaving everybody just a little bit concerned. Additional tests ended up uncovering a starting revelation about the man's condition, further complicating the medical mystery. Okay, well, tell us about it. I don't want a fucking novel. How did this happen? <laughs> uh, ooh. Actually... What happened was, wow, it's amazing. I'm looking at it right now. He was secreting pregnancy hormones due to a tumor that metastasized on his liver. That can happen? A male can secrete those hormones? Only in extremely rare cases, it says. Wow. That's kind of like a men having nipples thing, right? 
So a male, biologically, due to certain conditions, can secrete pregnancy hormones? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the old adage says, you know, why do men have nipples? Why did God give man nipples? So they don't look weird in bathing suits. Duh. A video uploaded on Facebook depicted the liver biopsy procedure. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> now he's not setting off pregnancy tests anymore, which would tell me, hey, kids, I'm cured. Can we do one more? That's, that was, that's bizarre. I didn't know, um, under any conditions, I didn't know that males could do that shit. If you're wanting something fancy in this world, well, I'm here for you. Family is selling their wish-granting cat. For $127,000. Oh, and it's so cute. <laughs> it looks like one of those Wilford Brimley cats. Diabetes. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like. It looks like the diabetes cat. Forget about trying to find a genie in a bottle who grants you any wish. Now you can own your very own magical cat. Yes. And have all your wishes fulfilled for just $127,000. Why the fuck are they selling it then? <laughs> a Russian woman. If you had something like that, you're going to fucking sell it? Okay, I smell something a little fishy, and it's not the cat's breath. A Russian woman recently posted a classified ad asking people to pay a small fortune for this fucking cat, a Scottish fold named Vincent the First of Vincic for short. The woman, known only as Elena, told Russian journalists she discovered a cat's wish-granting powers by accident and has since tested its effectiveness three times. Whoa, that's fucking scientific. Three? Whoa, man. Whew, regular Neil deGrasse fucking Tyson over here. Yep, three. That's more than enough. <laughs> I hope you know I'm being sarcastic. She wants to share its magic with others, but is asking for a considerable fee as a reward for this kindness. And people are actually taking the bait, wanting to get said cat. What's wrong with you fucking people? Are you not realizing she's selling this for a reason? There's a reason she's selling cat. She said the cat's responsible for her getting two apartments and a car. Well, why are you trying to fucking sell it then? Why are you hard up for cash so bad? Are you wanting to spread the love? Because that's bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. You want a sketchy wish-granting cat that may or may not work? There you go. $127,000. $127, just go to Russia, stand on the corner... Learn how to say crazy lady and just shout that as loud as you can until she walks up to you with this little fuzzy thing that looks like Wilford Brindley. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. <laughs> Have a good one. And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways of certain tiers, ad-free episodes, little as a dollar a month. If you want to support the show, Check it out, man. Really, we got some cool shit going on on there. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson, I appreciate you. And that's all we got. All right, kids? <laughs> I'll catch you next week, all right? Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Ooh. Wish granting cat. It makes you think, like, why is she selling it, you know? She got a house. She got cars. She got all that. I bet it's got some, what? Huh? Yeah, I bet it's got some epic poops or something. It does something weird.
Guild Wars 2, the distinguished and respected MMORPG that has been delighting fans of the genre since 2012. As with every MMORPG, to get the upper hand in your experience and come out of the gate swinging, it is best if you have a helping hand along the way, someone to guide you through the massive open world so you have all the knowledge you need to make the adventure a truly unique one. This is where this week's sponsor comes in, the Insomniac's Guide to Guild Wars podcast. The show takes a down-to-earth, common-sense approach to making Guild Wars accessible to the average gamer. The host said something in preparation for this ad that I completely agree with. A game should feel like a game, not a job. This show will break down every aspect of the game so you don't waste your time hunting through the bowels of the internet to figure out how to play the game in a way that makes it your own. Consider Insomniac's Guide to Guild Wars your personal companion on your epic journey. A link will be provided in this episode's description, so check it out.